Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 16 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined by our return, almost exclusively up until this point, princess guest. Mm -hmm. Sarah, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me back again. Thanks for coming back. (laughs) And we have a brand new guest and Sarah's sister. Hi, Jenna. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me too. Absolutely. Thank you, guys, both for joining us on this lovely evening. And we your appreciate patience. your time and patience. <laughs> so, since this is Jenna's first time on Grown Up Kids, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, guys, I'm gonna spill the beans. I have to. We already started. we already started this episode, and then realized we weren't recording. And I just want to let you know that, like, Katie and I kind of view ourselves as podcast veterans at this point, <laughs> and we've never done that before. It's a, we forgive a you. Well, hey, it's kind of like it goes with the sh- what we're what movie we're talking about today. Oh my! Where there's God. two of them, <laughs> True. and you don't even know. True. There you go. True. Oh, that's good. I like that. All right. Well, since this is Jenna's second time telling us these answers, <laughs> but the first time for you, we want to know how she got into Disney. All right. So I am. I've always just been into Disney from my mom. We always would watch the movies growing up. Um, I remember, you know, renting Cinderella from the video store and we broke the VHS of it. We would always go to Disney on ice. Disney was just always a part of our lives. Um, Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know, if Sarah's talked about the same types of things and just really being into Disney and, you know, getting to go when I was three years old, right right when Sarah was born and she had to stay home um, because my dad was down. <laughs> and always like working point that out. She got to go over time than me. But you live there and probably went tonight, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> so just always having Disney around, just the movies, you know, the little golden books. My mom had like a book of the month sent to our house and it was always different Disney books. So we'd make her read like Cinderella in a vampire voice and things like that. So <laughs> and we just always ingrained in our lives for Disney. So they should do, do they, I wonder if they still have like a subscription like that for the golden books. For books? That's awesome. I think it wasn't even the golden books. It was these like big, Oh, yes. big ones. Yeah. Like I, a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people cut them apart now and do crafts with them. No. And I don't Evil. know how you could do that. No. But, you know, and even I like, did use one in an art project. In our yeah, Aladdin, book. right? <gasps> I made it into like the letter A. Like I cut it. Yeah. So. And, like fanned out the pages. It was cool. But I think that I think that my mom did that too with the books because I have a ton of those. They're like those big hardcover ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. Now I can picture. Them. And I see them all the time at like the flea market and stuff, and I always buy them when I see them, even though yeah. I probably already have all the copies of them. They're just so cool. Yeah. All right. So. Well, I've never heard this answer before. So, but uh, who's your favorite character? Well, first off, my first favorite is Belle. She's my favorite princess. Me and my sisters kind of like categorize like we have favorite princess. Mine's Belle. And then my just because I always have loved to read and, you know, I was born in 89. So Belle came out and it was like perfect time for me. And I just loved music and everything. 
But my other favorite is actually Wendy Darling. I don't think she gives enough credit. And she was um, she was almost murdered by Tinkerbell. So everybody <laughs> who loves Tinkerbell needs to remember that she tried to kill Wendy. But I just have always loved Wendy. I think she's just, you know, she doesn't want to grow up. And I think I struggle with change a lot. And so I definitely go with her there, but kind of see the need for it. And so I just really have always liked Wendy. And, you know, when I was younger, my dad somehow found this Wendy doll that like you clipped onto a piece of clear fish line and it like zip lined across your room. So she was actually flying and there was never any Wendy merchandise. And so I really loved that. And there was never Wendy in the parks and or pins. And my dad once let me go on eBay and just like buy any Wendy pin that we could find, like even a Valentine's day from Japan, Wendy trying to kiss Peter and so just as much Wendy stuff as I could and I actually got to meet her for the first time when I was a freshman in high school when we went to uh, Disney for uh, color guard and I was so excited to actually like there was a meet and greet like right outside the the ride Mm -hmm. and I got to go meet her and I was like way more excited than I should have been when I was but it was Wendy and I never got to meet her I love Wendy too I I Really wish everyone could have heard the first time your Tinkerbell rant because it was probably oh I know ever but that's okay she is I've I've heard she's redeemed herself in Pixie Hollow but I don't know does that come before or after the events of Peter Pan I don't know that's what I I would like to know that because maybe something happened but I don't I just don't get it I don't know why she tries to kill Wendy. But she does. Jealousy. She is much better in those movies. I actually really do enjoy watching those movies. Well, it's like a transition. Like, before she was just a flash of light mm-hmm. in any other version of it. And then, like, they just made her a villain. I think she's a villain, even though she comes at the beginning. Oh, Sarah, even though you already said it, tell us about why she's at the beginning of all the movies. Because that was good, and I think yeah. people want to hear it. Yeah, that is cool. So, the reason that Tinkerbell has kind of become, like, the, what would you call that? Icon? Yeah, the icon the of the Disney parks. Yeah. Or like even before the movies and whatnot is because when Walt created Disneyland, he needed a character to represent it that didn't have a huge following or a huge, I don't know, background to it like Mickey Mouse or someone big. So he chose Tinkerbell and Jiminy Cricket so that if the parks flopped, the characters wouldn't lose their integrity or their big fan base so it's kind of just like oh these characters can kind of be thrown into the trenches but then the parks did really well so now they're beloved by everybody love and mercy i think when i think uh, tinkerbell needs a little visit from jimmy cricket for a conscious (laughs) (laughs) and that's just (laughs) i'm not saying but i'm saying good point good point i like that he made those characters like scapegoats for the parks even though why did he think that they wouldn't be successful? Like, come on, the parks hey, are just amazing. In case. Just in case. I know, but. Because Roy would. Whew. He needed faith, trust, and pixie dust. Yeah, true. It's my turn. Sorry. I always <laughs> forget. Um, so, what is your favorite movie? So, I think it's going to go with my character of Belle. I, I love Beauty and the Beast. I love the movie. I love the, the new one. Um, just both of them. I just love Belle as a character. I think she's so strong. And I know that, you know, people have talked about other princesses and whatnot, and I definitely can give them all credit. But I think I just always loved Belle. And so definitely Beauty and the Beast. And I do love the new, like I just said that, the the live action one. I think they did a really nice job of paralleling it to 
the original while also like adding more for what they could. And Beauty and the Beast was won an Academy Award, right? So it's got to be good. Obviously, I love the new one. I like it. Yeah, both are great. Just depends on what mood you're in. I, I did see. I did read an article about how, in reality, I think it might have been probably someone posted it on the wall about how Belle should have married Gaston because he was a good provider, and if she married a royal at that time in France, she probably would have been murdered because Yikes. of the French Revolution. So it was like, why Belle should have chosen Gaston? And it just like was like, well, he has a job. He can hunt. He obviously was part of the revolution. He was fighting on the other side. So she probably would have had a better success rate in the real world. I love that like real world parallel when they show you the princesses. Like this is what Snow White would have looked like actually. Oh yeah, so. me too. Me too. So <laughs> yeah, but Gaston sorry. is just a jerk. I know he's a jerk, but who was really I, marrying for love back then anyway? Just be about her and what she does. Yeah. For why can't she just open up a bookstore and sell books and like or a school? Like when, oh, she would have been a great teacher. She, it could have been like a little women situation. She could open the castle and make it a school. Oh, I just made that up. That happened. I she like welcomed that. all the kids into the castle, gave all of them food. So she didn't get killed in the revolution because she was helping all the poor people. Headcan accepted. Yeah, headcan. There you go. She opened up a school just like Joe March did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what is your favorite Disney park? So while Magic Kingdom is a classic and I just love, I could just sit on Main Street and just like watch people all day. But I think my favorite is Epcot. I just love the World Showcase and not just because, you know, everyone is like, oh, I like World Showcase because you can go and get drunk and da 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 da. But I just love wandering the the countries, talking to the cast members from different, you know, obviously from different places and just learning because I'm a nerd and I'm a Ravenclaw. So I just love learning all the different things. And like in Morocco, how you like get lost in the back and just how, I don't know, I just love all the countries. So I would have to say World Showcase of Epcot and Main Street, but I'll go with Epcot. Can you pick a favorite country in the World Showcase or is that really hard? (laughs) <laughs> that is really hard. I they used love... to like wear this France shirt to Epcot. So oh I my god, I used to... I would say France up until recent because I really love the UK because if you go through each of the houses, like it goes through the um, like this is what it was like in 1642, and then it's like a century later, and like the architecture of each building progresses through like the timeline of England, which it's like a thatched roof and then it's wood and there's shutters and things like that. So I just love those little details. That's cool. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Now you have to go back to Epcot soon and Absolutely. see that. Absolutely. And see me. Any excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give me an excuse. I'll run with it. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite Disney memory? There are so many. I feel like I've gone recently. I've gone when I was little. I've gone with friends. I've gone with family. So I'm going to just pick a few. <laughs> I think the when Sarah was on the college program, and we went to see her, for th- her and Peter for Thanksgiving, and it was our family's last time in Disney World, was just the best. Just, like, looking back now, it was 
it was just a great way to be like, you know, we actually all got to go one last time all together. And so that was a really special time. But then most recently when my family went, it was nice because my fiance came with and he hadn't been since he was little. So getting to experience it with him and then seeing Violet when we went. So I feel like in between the last time we went and this time, there was always like a sadness that was attached to it just because of all the memories. And I feel like while there was still like sadness missing my dad while we were there, it was just like a new era of going to Disney and like seeing Violet and, you know, just getting to be there all together that we not, not like move past, you know, losing my dad, but it was just really, it was nice. I don't know if Sarah, if you can agree, cause you were, you were there for both. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it is new. Like there's a new fireworks show and there was like, just new experiences and it wasn't always thinking about the absence it was like new stuff so yeah yeah I agree Plus it Violet is our niece by the way we're yeah we're sorry but oh yeah that's okay it's it helps yeah, have sorry. a little a little baby around you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah just seeing it yeah through your focus is on them now yeah yeah that's yeah good. that's good yeah so so yeah so that was definitely a really great just a great way Something- to kind of like restart it Something cool that Jenna and I do in the parks is like when we hold hands, we have like a a secret hand holding language where like we have like different amounts of squeezes mean certain things or we're hungry or or this yeah. or that. So. Or actually one it started because my dad, anytime that we would be in the parks, he just would talk to anybody and everyone. And I think one of the squeezes was like wow, dad's being really annoying right now, but it's like, (laughs) he's just being like a big, huge goofball right now. (laughs) And and so it's like, oh, look at dad again. And I'm hungry, I think, is another huge one, so. I'll just yell that one out. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) You're such an awful pop. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All All right. right. I say all right, like, way too much. Gotcha. I just jinxed you both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're two cokes. Yeah. One for each twin. <laughs> yeah, because today we're going to be discussing the parent trap. The original parent trap. Yep, because we're in the 60s, not the 1961. 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the parent trap featuring Haley Mills, who I'm literally obsessed with now. I like, she's just the bomb. She's really cute. Miss Bliss from Saved by the Bell. She, I love her. Does she always have a British accent in all of her movies? Yeah. I think she's actually she's British. actually British. Because when I she's, know. like, later on in, um, and she's on Saved by the Bell, she's Miss Bliss. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, maybe she just, like, is really horrible at trying to do an American accent, so they're just like, just talk. <laughs> <laughs> just be you. Just be you. I love be how you. the movie said, like, starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it made me laugh. So it's time for the 30-second Disney Dash. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone looks nervous. Well, really, Jenna looks well, nervous. <laughs> I'm going to go first so that everybody will be better than mine because that's just like a guaranteed thing. So don't be True. nervous because yours will be better than mine. <laughs> Those aren't terrible. You should, just re- you should just recap the weird intro instead of the movie. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> With the cupids. <laughs> yeah, I like at the end how, like, it's their butts, and then it says the end on the cupids' butts. Katie just looked at me and was like, what? 
I can't find your stuff. They should. I'm sorry. They should. You know how they're doing like live actions of all the animated. They should remake the Parent Trap, but in that weird, creepy. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be terrifying. Oh, the cupids would get me <laughs> right in right now. Yeah. All right, are you ready? No. Too bad. Any mark? Guess that. Go. So we start at a camp, and we see we meet Sharon and Susan. Sharon and Susan hate each other. They play pranks on each other, and then all of a sudden they get in trouble, so they have to live together. And then they discover what they're twins, and then they swap places and try to make their parents fall in love again. Whoa. 16! 16! Wow. Good job. I thought you were like doing lots of detail at first, and then it was like done. (laughs) I liked it. Honestly. I got nervous because of my Sleeping Beauty one. I was like, oh, that was bad. I gave way too much detail. She's like, so I'm just going to end it here. Well, I mean, it's a very quick recap. I mean, was she wrong? No, not at all. All right, who would like to go next? I'll go. Ooh, the brave. (laughs) <laughs> all right on your mark get set go all right so we are at a summer camp and we meet two identical strangers who hate each other they play pranks on each other they do all sorts of mean things like cutting people's dresses which is really mean and however then they are in real big trouble and they get an isolation camp which i also have a big issue with but whatever they realize that not only are they look the same, but they're sisters. So then they decide to switch spots because they are twins and their parents just broke them apart. And then they go back to their respective opposite houses. All my judgments. I'm too judgy. She handed me the phone because she knew you were going to go over and she wanted me to be the one to buzz you out. So. Now this just means I have to come back in another episode and do good. Fair enough. Sarah's going to do so good. She's ready. She's looking at me and she's like, checkmate. Or no. <laughs> That's a Parent Trap 2 reference. Not 2. <laughs> or whatever. Remake. Again. Have you seen the second one? Sorry. All right. Are you ready, Sarah? Okay. Sure. I'll go. All right. Ready. Set. Go. Two girls at camp catch each other's eye. They're identical. One is Susan, spunky from California. The other is Sharon, polished from Boston. These strangers turn out to be sisters. They switch places to try and reunite with their parents, but plot twist, their dad is engaged to a young, attractive woman, Vicky, who is in the marriage for the money. Everyone arrives in California to try and break them up. The girls recreate their parents' first date. They drive Vicky away with their antics, and the parents remember why they fell in love, and the girls get to stay together. That was really good. That was 20, how many seconds? That was twenty-five. You had all the time mm. in the world. My heart is racing. <laughs> you, you could have sung. You should have sung. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you uh, not come back? That was really good. Thanks. DVD cover worthy. Mm-hmm. Which is our highest of high honors and compliments. Yeah. I'm not ready for this, but go for it. Are you ready for this? Oh, I was doing Taylor Swift. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> That's are you ready for it? Yes. Not this. Yep. Okay. You can't be changing her lyrics. I do what I want. Just push the button. Go. What? No, I'm not ready. Stop. Go back. Not that button. Ready. Yeah. Set. Go. Two twins are separated at birth, and then they meet again at camp. They hate each other at first, but then they become best friends, and they find out they're actually sisters. They switch places and go to each other's houses, one in Boston, one in California. 
Um, they reunite with their parents that way, and then... But the dad is engaged with somebody else, so then everybody flies over to California, and the girls totally sabotage his new fiance, and then the parents end up falling in love again because of the girls, and they love each other. 25. <sighs> you and Sarah had the same time. You can breathe now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. History. History. Uh, okay, so The Parent Trap is from 1961, and it stars Haley Mills and Haley Mills, Maureen <laughs> O'Hara, and Brian Keith in a story about teenage twins on a quest to reunite their divorced parents. Um, so we have another film by David Swift. Again, still wondering if he's related to Taylor. Not sure. Uh, it was based on the 1949 book called Lottie and Lisa by Eric Kastner. Uh, it's a German book. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the German title <laughs> of the book because it would be embarrassing. Um, so The Parent Trap was nominated for two Academy Awards. It was broadcast on television, saw three television sequels, and then was remade in 1998 with Lindsay Lohan. And it has been released on... Laserdisc in 1986, as well as VHS and DVD in 2000, and the original film was Haley Mills' second of six films for Disney. We all know how Walt likes to use those people again and again. Yeah, but I'm, like, so on board with Haley Mills being in all these movies. Like, I really yeah, love her. I like her a lot. With right. this hairdo or with the hairdo from Pollyanna? Um, well... Oof. Do I have more options in the later films? Can we wait and see my answer on this one? Sure. <laughs> I'll we'll allow it. Because right now I think her best hairdo is the short hair, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I agree. Pollyanna wasn't bad. It was the bangs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure my bangs look like that in third grade. <laughs> it must just be like that time. You know? Um, That was way before Jenna's third no. grade time. <laughs> That age! Not that time. That age! I was like, how old do you think Jenna is? <laughs> that was not meant offensive at all! <laughs> oh, God. Why are you trying to make me look so mean? I'm not. Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> so maybe... Oh, yeah, oh, there yeah. she is. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Showing a picture of Pollyanna. All right, so some fun facts. In the scene, the dance party scene, where the layer cake falls off of the beak of that totem pole and drops onto Miss Inch's face, um, the director originally wanted to cut that shot out, but when Walt saw it, he was like, no, you have to leave that in. It's going to be the biggest laugh in the film. Turns out he was right. Although, I will say, there's a lot of good laughs in this film. Yeah, but that part was really funny. That was really funny. Also, it's like the first good one. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Get seeing you. her like, wipe the gonna... icing out of her eyes. I actually liked the one, I think it was right before, it was right after when the juice spills all over that Oh, guy that was really good. Table. I laughed at that. The punch, like, just <laughs> splashes him. Yeah. The punch. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I have a fun... Um, continuity error that from that scene that's not in oh, yeah, your, yeah. your film notes is it no so i always like looking at these things and imdb you know they always they always tell me these moments to look for so in that scene that happens right after 
Sharon had cut the back of Susan's dress. So if you look at this, if you look at the moment whenever they have all the food all over them and they're looking up, her dress is perfectly fine, even though it was cut moments before that in film. It was so mean. It, it was. was did you notice? Um, did I didn't notice? notice the first time, but then I saw that and we rewound the fo- we rewound it, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." Good. Yep, I caught it. Did you Did you notice that Let's Get Together is playing at the dance? I did. Yes, yes I did. Mm-hmm. But is that <laughs> version of Let's Get Together is that the one actually sung by Haley Mills? Because I think there's another version of Let's Get Together that's played earlier, maybe in the credits, and I think that is sung by Annette Funicello. Oh. Annette Funny Jello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she got that a lot. I think, that the, I think the Haley Mills version is the one that's playing at the dance because I thought I recognized her voice, but. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so in that shot where the dad, played by Brian Keith, trips on the chair. He actually fell so hard that he cracked a rib, but he just kept on going with the scene. So <laughs> that extremely like professional. A real fall. <laughs> like that was good. Uh, dedication. <laughs> uh, didn't he fall twice? He fell into the pool. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the scenes of the twins interacting were filmed in two ways. One was with an over-the-shoulder and long shots using a double for Haley Mills. Um, the other was using double exposure process shots when both twins were seen side by side facing the camera. So the original had been to use mostly the original The original plan, idea, yes. Yeah. Had been to use mostly the latter process, which had, was complicated and difficult to do in pre-computer days. Um, but David Swift, the director, um, and the cinematographer, Lucien Ballard, preferred working with the double, who was Susan Henning. And although they shot the double exposure scenes, they initially used very few of them in the edited film. But in an interview with (coughs) Leonard Moulton's The Disney Film, Ballard said, Walt made me put some of the trick shots back because he liked technical things. In truth, the trick shots were so well done, and Haley Mills' performance was so good and so specific and different for each of the characters, those shots were actually very effective. He was just trying to do less work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, while I was watching it, because I knew... Yeah, like, I could tell when she was playing Susan and when she was playing Sharon, because she, like, had different tendencies. Um, Which is incredible. Like, she held herself differently. How old was she in this when she she was doing it? She was about 13 in Pollyanna, and that was before this, so... I'd say she was close to the true age of. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of her as an actress, like to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah honestly, is really impressive. Yeah, no wonder they wanted her for so many other films. True, but I was gonna say when you see the see her, like you can like one's on one side, one's on the other side of the screen, and like one will talk and then the other responds. It's very seamless. Like, it doesn't feel... Yeah. You know, it was shot two different mm-hmm. times. There wasn't someone on the other side when she was giving a response, but it didn't sound, like, weird at all. She did very, very well, I thought. I agree. Yeah. I don't know how old she was. I would have to do math on the spot, and that's not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> I would look it up, but I'm on my phone Skyping, so... She was born in 1946. Okay, someone do that math. So actually, she was like, what, 16? 15, 16? 15. 15. A little bit older. 15, 16. I guess that wasn't too hard. Very impressive. Yeah, it's still good. 
Um, I have another continuity thing that has to do with the double. Yeah. In the in the scene where they are in their during the date in the uh, isolation camp in the isolation like cabin, and the wind comes in and like blows all of Susan's pictures away, and then they're going to fix the window. You can actually see Susan Henning for a second whenever they're like tying. Like the side profile. No, you can actually uh-huh. like. I mean, it's it's brief. She like looks. Yeah. And I think she realized that like she looked, but like <laughs> I guess maybe the other acting in that scene was just like was done so well that they ended up using that one anyway because it was really brief. But you can actually see like both of them at the same time. Yeah. Another continuity that Meg pointed out to me about like the double exposure shots is when they're singing "Let's Get Together." Yeah, there's some point where Sharon's Sharon's hand, hand disappears. disappears. Oh, and she swings it out a little too far, and it goes into the other camera shot. Yeah, so it just like is gone. <laughs> it just kind of blurs away and then comes back. It's just funny, like, working with Photoshop and stuff now. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, how much, like, you think you do a lot of work. Yeah, imagine what they did. Doing stuff like that. Imagine the work that they had to do. Honestly. So, speaking of Susan Henning, she took on the role as Haley Mills' body double for several of the twin shots. Um, But as part of her contract, she signed away her rights to be credited. But at the rap party, this is cute. Walt presented her with a small statue of Donald Duck called the Duckster in recognition of the best unseen performance on film. It's very cute. It's very cute. That was kind. Yeah. Unlike the leprechauns in Darby O'Gill, who just... Got nothing. No credit whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. They're actually leprechauns, Katie. That's why they weren't credited. That was Walt's... Yeah. (laughs) Or Walt, like, banning Adrian... Andriana Casalotti from doing any other work yes. the rest of her life. Yeah. Honestly, he got like, softer in his old age. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, so you're signing a paycheck for me for the rest of my life too, right? <laughs> um, so this was the first full-length film for Disney in which Richard and Robert Sherman wrote the music. So the Sherman Brothers, which ah, I know... I love them! I know the best for Mary Poppins. Yep. But they pop up quite a lot now. Let's Go fly a kite. Um, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, there's that one too. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love them in Saving Mr. Banks. I just yes. love that they are like a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so that scene where the family, when they're all in California, is planning to go camping and the mom tricks Vicky into going. Um, they So they leave in a pickup truck. On the door, you can see Golden Oak Ranch. And Gold, Golden Oak Ranch is the Disney filming location. So it's a cool little nod to it. Didn't they film parts of Pollyanna there, too? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they did. So Joanna Barnes plays Vicky. And she's the only character to also appear in the 1998 remake. She plays an older version of her character who has passed her gold-digging ways onto her daughter, Meredith. What? <laughs> You can call me Aunt Vicky. She says that in the movie. I didn't know that. (laughs) That That's so funny. And Lindsay Lohan hums Let's Get Together when she's going to the elevator and it's perfect. Sorry. I I know we're talking about this one. No, it's okay. I love little nods like that. I did know the the Let's Get Together nod. I love little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. 
Um, so both this film and the 98 remake feature product placement from Nabisco. So this film, they're eating Fig Newtons, but mm-hmm. in 98, they're eating Oreos dipped in peanut butter. Which is actually delicious. Yes. And that movie, <laughs> oh, that sure. movie made me try it. Well, oh, really? it gave me the idea to try it. I was like, Oreos and peanut butter. And now Oreos are like, uh, we have birthday cake. We have root beer. We have this. We have everything. Go back to 1998. OG and peanut butter. Dip it in there. Now I want it. Can we go after we're done recording? I had a Fig Newton the other day at my mom's, and they are good. I they love are them. good. <laughs> good. I like yeah. that retro packaging, though. Yeah. That's cool. I love me some Fig Newtons. Um, on the original release of this movie, this was kind of like a thing they did, which is, I don't remember which movie I talked about it on, but it's cool because... I think it was Pollyanna. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, because, and I said it then, like, Pixar still does this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had... And Disney has started to, too. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, so two Donald Duck cartoons share the bill of this movie. It's Donald at the Wheel and the Litterbug. So. We just saw nice. Ralph Rex the Internet, though, and there was nothing before that. No, but there was about 18 Toy Story 4. <laughs> there uh, were two different yeah. Toy Story 4 previews, previews before Ralph wrecks the Internet. You don't need it. They probably got so much flack You're for so that right. Olaf's Frozen Adventure being like oh. 20 minutes long. Oh, so that they were like, right. okay, like, we'll chill for a little. I forgot yeah. all about that. I mean, that was pretty long. <laughs> This was the only non-Best Picture Oscar nominee that year to be nominated for Best Editing, which they certainly deserved. Did they not win it? What? No, it didn't, it didn't Look win Look it any. up. Who won? <laughs> and then I almost wasn't sure if I should talk about this little scandal, but we like to be true to everything that's going on, and I find it kind of interesting anyway. It just doesn't show Walt in that great of a light, but as we've talked about before, I think it's really important to see, like, to know the whole story, to see the behind the scenes. Um, so I the agree. Parent, thank you. The Parent Trap came at a crucial time. Yes. Before we get into this. Yes. West Side Story won Best Editing that year. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. You can't say it's that good, on this but episode. Edit- <laughs> but the editing isn't, like, as... I mean, unless it's all the dance scenes. I guess. Maybe. Don't believe it. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's okay. So, scandal. Scandalous. So, the parent trap at this time, it came out at a crucial time in Maureen O'Hara's career. So, she's the mom. Mm-hmm. She's Maggie. Um, she'd been a top star in the 40s and 50s, but in a magazine published... There was, I'm not going to say what the story is because it's not very appropriate, but not something good happened. She was spotted doing, claimed to have spotted being seen doing something she shouldn't have been doing on a balcony. In Grauman's Chinese Theater. That's like a famous theater. (laughs) You know, just that whole theater. (laughs) With the handprints. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She sued that magazine and won, Um, but the legal battle and bad publicity pretty much halted her career. Um, she had recently made a comeback in the British film Our Man in Havana when the offer came from Disney to star in The Parent Trap. So she, O'Hara loved the script, she needed the work, but she was kind of reluctant to accept the role because Disney was only offering to pay her a third of what her normal salary would have been. I don't know if that's because of this quote-unquote scandal that she, I mean, I don't think it was true because she won in her case. Um... But she held firm, 
Disney was like, all right, I'll give you this salary you want. Um, but she didn't win another battle over billing. So her contract said that no other actress would be billed above her. But Disney wanted to exploit Haley Mills' popularity, so she was billed twice as Haley Mills and Haley Mills, above the title with O'Hara and Keith, um, Brian Keith, giving given starring billing below. So do you see the little oddness going on here? Um, yeah. So in her autobiography, O'Hara claims she wanted to sue, but Mr. Disney, quote, Mr. Disney has sent me a message through the grapevine, and it was startlingly clear. Sue me, and I'll destroy you. <laughs> 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 so she didn't end up suing, but she never worked for Disney again. And she claimed that a few years later, she pitched the idea of a film version of the book Mary Poppins with her in the lead. But it was rejected. But soon after, Disney purchased the rights for the book and made a very popular film with Julie Andrews in the title film or in the title role. So I don't know if a lot of it is hearsay. A lot of it is like mad because he didn't follow through with something else, and maybe she made something up. Like who knows? Because this is Hollywood, and things get tangled. But I thought it was important to just point that stuff out. I feel like it might not have even been Walt. It could have been like a Walt right. henchman, for right. lack of better word, and like, him just like evil. signing off on it. Him basically or... just being like, "Yeah, just sue us because we're gonna make money anyway." So goodbye. Right. <laughs> it's like your loss for not getting to be in any more of our movies. I yeah. feel I, th I think that's a really valid point because I'm seeing a lot in these in these later films where Walt is like less involved. Mm -hmm. He's more involved in the theme parks and like TV. Um, so the more he gets away from the films, I feel like they almost try and pull the wool over his eyes sometimes. Like even in one of the True Life Adventures that we watched, yeah, um, that was some shady stuff went wasn't down. It? Yeah. Yeah, that Day was one. bad. Um, some really bad stuff went down that I cannot see Walt being okay with because one, like, it wasn't authentic. So True Life Adventure films, just like for anybody who maybe didn't listen to that episode, um, they like staged some scenes in one of the True Life Adventure films, whereas those are kind of billed as documentaries. So it's supposed to be like real world, True real life, life. Very educational. yeah, adventures. Yeah, but the then people, was... the places, and the drama are real. <laughs> yeah. But then we found out that, like, some of these scenes were shot in a studio and that some of the animals were filmed in locations that aren't actually their normal habitat. And so, yeah, I kind of agree with Katie, where I feel like as we get later in Walt's career, I feel like sometimes they do just kind of keep him as uninvolved as possible, because I think had he been as involved as maybe he was in the early days, these things wouldn't have gotten past him. Um... But also, like, Julie Andrews is queen, so I don't really think that you would have done well as Mary Poppins, Maureen O'Hara. So. Isn't she Irish? I feel like her Irish accent would not have been with it. She yeah. is Irish. She had plenty of other big things. Right. Julie Andrews is Mary Poppins. I yeah. I feel like there's, like, other scandalous things in the movie, though. Like, there's a lot of slapping just there is. Yes. out of nowhere. Even, like... The dress and seeing Haley Mills' bum, yes. like, and oh, it yeah. wasn't like it was like very much that like shown, yeah. And also like the bra and like I don't know, <laughs> I just like kind of felt like it was. You're right. I mean, I feel time, like even I in 1961, being divorced was probably scandalous to portray. Anyway, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> on top of all the other things, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of Maureen O'Hara, I love her in The Quiet Man, and that's with um. Oh my God, John Wayne. John Wayne, and I feel like the actor who plays the dad is like a John Wayne wannabe. Like I want to see John Wayne in this movie, but he's obviously not, and it like always gives me that vibe. I, don't I honestly know. looked up to see if it was John. You okay. did? See, look at that. You'd like it. It's like you guys are sisters or something. <laughs> actually, a lot of people would always ask if we were twins when we were little. I mean, people actually still ask if like. If we're twins, kind of it's even guy. weirder when we were younger because I'm three years older. So if I'm six and she's three, like that's a bit. <laughs> it's more obvious when we were young that we weren't twins. Yeah. When we met Jenna, I oh, think yeah. one of us commented, "We're like, oh my god, like you, you look, look so, so much, much like, like Sarah. Sarah." She's like, "Actually, Sarah looks like me." I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's I'm true. So snarky. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Characters characters so do we want to talk about Haley mills or Haley mills first um Haley mills <laughs> okay <laughs> so sharon and susan i, I just like, love her i know she's just awesome are people gonna be like tired of hearing me just like fangirl over Haley mills <laughs> no i think they like that better than i'm tired of bobby driscoll i'm sick of him get him out of here finally we have like a repeat actress who like makes like yes cheering. you know who wasn't in this movie Oh, Kevin, Kevin Corcoran. <laughs> we didn't have little Kevin. Mm-hmm. I kind of missed him. Little He's pretty Michi, cute. Little Toby. Whatever yeah. you want to call him. Um, so, Sharon and Susan. I love how similar yet very different they are. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they are... There's a lot of similarities between the two of them. It's mostly just, like, how they present and do things that's different. It's because like they're the same person. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, I know. Um, so, like, they, they both come up with this devious plan, right? Like, it's it's definitely on both of them. It's not so much one over the other. Uh, I wonder, like, how much convincing it really would have taken Susan to get Sharon to agree to chop all of her hair off, though. Like, because yeah. in the movie, it didn't seem like it was that difficult, but I feel like in real life, it would have been difficult. I think it's, like, But they... she really wants to see her dad, too, so. Yeah, yeah. that would be probably the driving yeah. factor. I do think they learned that in the Parent Trap remake because I feel like they exaggerated each of their personalities a lot more to show how different they were. And I guess, like, the British accent of Hayley Mills probably wasn't... Like, I feel like Lindsay Lohan's British accent, like, that made it a lot different, too. Um, I agree. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, when I was reading some fun facts and I didn't pull any, someone... One of the other cast members, like, commented on how well Haley Mills did on an American accent. But as I'm watching this, I'm like, she only does it in, like, one scene. And the rest of it is, she's just straight British. It's like the, the conch chant. Yeah. She you has, know, like, like such that, like, transatlantic vibe to her. Like, how they used to, like, train actors. So I think because we're, like, trained to hear that in actors, that, like, hearing it doesn't yeah. always come off as British. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, nothing to her. There was one scene where when um they were like, we're not going to tell you who is who, and they had the same voice. Then I thought she had, like, a perfect American accent. But, I mean, I can't do accents for the life of me, so I'm not going to judge anybody <laughs> else about it. <laughs> um, Where do we want to 
place? Do they go in, do, does Sharon and Susan go in different Hogwarts houses or are they in the same Hogwarts house? This is deep. I don't know. When I was watching it, I wanted to put them both in Gryffindor because that plan and <laughs> to go to a completely different state and a whole new family and try with and learn strangers. all that stuff with strangers. That's super brave. I would never have yeah. done that. I would have been like, I can't And the confidence to portray somebody else. That's why I want Even yeah. just to go away to camp, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. I guess when you go away to Hogwarts, <laughs> you're leaving your family, true camp was like my nightmare as a child like super shy like please mom don't let me like if you're gonna send me there you have to sleep in the tent with me like I can't handle being I just out there always, for a summer I always just wanted to go to that NASA camp <laughs> they would like have commercials yeah. they had commercials yeah before like on Nickelodeon you could yeah. like win on yeah no I, I know what you mean to do that I could not have been I could have not have handled being no. with my parents I kind of wanted to almost put them in Ravenclaw, though. I thought of that, too. I thought of that, too. Make just your, because, make your case. Just because, like, yes, it's brave to follow through with the plan, but, like, how wise to come up with that plan, you know? Yeah. But then also cunning, but I so, think- like, Slytherin, because that's super cunning as well. Devious. They're, like, a conundrum. They're not Hufflepuffs. No. no, not at all. No, they're, they're not. like Harry Potter. True. They, I just, I feel like Gryffindor. I'm gonna say Gryffindor for both of them because I feel like yes, they're wise, but they're also kids, and so I think it's more of a hey, we can do this crazy plan. Like, hey, I can go and fight Voldemort by myself, <laughs> and it's not like I have this plan. I'm gonna do it and get it done because their plan. I mean, it works in the end, but... Yeah, it's more like... I, on the I feel like it's like they're... they're like, I know they're 15, 15, 14, I can't remember, but it's like they're still just like kids being like, we got this crazy plan, let's go do it. Yeah, I also thought the whole time that they were they were completely thinking with their heart. But, yeah. but also with their head to make that plan. But like the driving factor was like, we want our parents to be together and we yeah. want to be together. If anything, I would say... What's her name? Who goes to see her dad? Susan go no. Sharon goes to California where she's yeah. kind of like selfish about it. And maybe she could be more of like questionable housewise. Which is but I'll say Gryffindor. I like, I like Gryffindor, I think. I mm-hmm. okay. Mitch Evers. AKA the dad. Dad. The dad. He's funny. Father. He is funny. He's really funny. I think that. He shows a lot of emotion, like, through his facial expressions and, like, body language and everything really well. So, like, whenever um, whenever they're playing pranks on Vicky while they're camping, like, you can tell that he, he really does want to laugh sometimes, but then also, like, he is trying to be the good partner and... Like, try to calm her down. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, too, whenever they are, whenever it's him and Maggie, <laughs> you have the names, like, mixed up. So I was, I almost said Maureen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, whenever it's him and Maggie and they're, like, in the kitchen together in, like, that last scene, I think that I just really love his acting in that scene. I think it's really sweet. I like when he gets ducked in the eye. 
Yeah, but... And has a baby about it. She also, like, <laughs> it's just, like, okay that she punches him. <laughs> like, apparently all the and time. And bruises so bad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know how good of a relationship him and Vicky really had if she didn't know he had a kid. Like, that's a big deal to keep yeah. from your spouse. Yeah. Like yeah, a second whole... child? No, I'm saying, like, he didn't tell her about oh, the other one. Oh, about the second one you're saying. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you didn't say, like, oh, by the way, this whole part of my life. Right. You don't get to know about it. Right. Their whole relationship, if we just want to talk about Vicky and him together, their whole relationship is just, like, like, it doesn't make sense from the start. And I don't think it's supposed to because, I mean, they don't end up together. But it's, like, yeah. so beyond obvious that she's a gold digger. He doesn't even seem to, like, really care for her that much anyway. But, like, sort of acts like it. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Maybe he's just realizing that Susan is getting older and he's not going to have as much time with her as he maybe has in the past to, like, have father-daughter time. He's and kind of settling. And, he, yeah, and he, like, kind of needs, like, a woman figure in her life right. as she's getting yeah. older. and yeah. It's also the 60s, and I mean, I hate to, like, project gender stereotypes, but I feel like men back in the 60s, it was very much like, I can't do anything by myself. I need a woman to, even just on your arm at business meetings, it might have been awkward in that sense. So, yeah, if you yeah. look at the time period of it all. No, that's tough. That's definitely true. I mean, we had the political incorrectness of the 50s, so now we're in yeah. the 60s, and there's something else to talk about. Where they use, like, feminine as, like, an insult. Right. You're yeah. very feminine. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. I was like, well, you're being very masculine now, aren't you? That's awful. They say that in, like, the next scene, though. Like, oh, this house is very masculine. masculine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it needs a woman's touch. Also, the whole comments at the end about how, like, you know, being barefoot in the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, mm. You know. <laughs> but. Uh, but that's where I feel like Maggie's like, boom, I'm woman, hear me roar. I don't need true. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we know enough about the dad to place him somewhere? I like, like, I know we get to know him, but I don't know. I don't know where to put him. I don't know. Some, like, basically, I feel like in the past handful of movies it's mostly just been like the main character that we really get to know enough about to sort and then the other characters is just kind of like I mean they're there and they serve a purpose but I don't really know their personality true True. I'm gonna say something I don't think that Vicky would be Slytherin I feel like that's where many people would put her Mm. but I feel like Slytherins are very true to their friends and I don't think that she would be I agree agree. yeah I agree with that Vicky she doesn't also she doesn't really I mean like I guess you could consider being a, quote, gold digger as being cunning because, like, they're trying to, like, formulate this plan to get money, but her plan also, like, miserably fails. So, I don't really know. Yeah, but I don't I don't see her as Slytherin either. It's easier for me to say what I don't see people as. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But then that, that narrows it down, you know? Yeah. Um, I... I think that, like, I don't like her, but I think I don't like her person's role. I don't like her more in the remake. I agree. I think she's more evil in the remake. In the remake? She's worse. Yeah. From what I remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. I've seen the remake. This is my first time seeing this. Um, But I still didn't like her. I I just feel like she... 
She's more conniving. She's mean to the her the daughter like right away. She's just very yeah, just very yeah. like snippy and oh, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah looks like her all the time with her short hair. With my short hair, yeah. <laughs> and if I wear red lipstick, I'm like. Except your face is very kind and hers isn't. So. <laughs> what if we said that his the dad is Muggleborn and I feel like the mom though would be magical. I Maggie. agree. Yeah, Maggie definitely is. I really yeah. okay. So I really like. Maggie. And she really could have gone to Hogwarts, Maureen O'Hara, and yes. Haley Mills. Truth, I agree. I think that she is one of my. Um, she's like probably my second favorite character. The mom, Maggie. Gosh, she's so sassy. She is sassy. She is funny, but she's also just like so kind to the girls and like. Like, so happy whenever they're both there together. And, like, as soon as she finds out that she actually has Susan, like, her reaction is just so sweet. Yeah, I guess the comment, though, for both parents is, like, you know how you're always, like, how on earth did this, why was this allowed? Like, why legally did they say, like, you take one, you take the other and pretend, like, the other yeah. didn't exist? But they give their reasoning and she, like, talks to her about it. And you're, like, kind of believe in her because she's so kind and nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I want to bizarre, put but I will she does seem fiercely welcome. loyal. Yeah, and just except to Susan. <laughs> True, <laughs> but she gave her reason. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. You just gave an argument. <laughs> I just love her, um, like her spunky sarcasm mm-hmm. and how, like, I don't know. I like how she just goes about life. <laughs> And like is a trickster when she wants to be, and she ends up getting watching, her way. Watching her and S- Susan, I think, yeah, her and Susan like running around the house trying to watch the uh, watch Vicky and the dad. Oh like, yeah, trying so to like cute. get a peek at her. That was so funny. <laughs> that led to a broken rib. Okay, a broken rib <laughs> and a bruised eye. <laughs> I feel like she is all the best qualities of all the houses, which I feel like is what Hufflepuff can be. So I, I think Hufflepuff. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Of course, Katie agrees. <laughs> um, if, if I were Peter Brookhart, I would say Puff Pride. Puff Pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is Charles and Louise. Those are their grandparents on the mom's side. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out to Charles. He's, he's cool. Yeah. He's super cool. I'm super not a fan of the grandma. She yeah. just seems like, but it, like, I know like that was the times and everything, but. Nitpicky. My God. I like how she comes in and she just like wants to make a memory and like says that he smells like peppermint and tobacco. Yeah. I think that's like, like it almost sounds weird saying that, but if you think about it, smell is an extreme memory. I think it's the strongest that can bring back memory. So I just liked that she was just like taking him in, like, oh my god, like I'm meeting my grandfather. Um he also was... like exact same scene in the really in the remake. Yeah. It's been a while. Um and I like how he eavesdrops and finds out that it's really not I can't remember which one is there. It's really not the twin that's supposed to be there. Um but he's not like he just formulates a plan with her and then the next day like encourages her to drop the bomb that like they need to go to california yeah yeah um, and stands like, up to his wife because he probably just has been like go with the flow yeah while she's been such a pill and then <laughs> yeah yes for sure 
But yeah, the grandmother, she's a little nitpicky for me. Because what does what does everyone say before you meet this woman? They're like, "Wait till your grandmother sees your hair." You're yeah. like, they're already setting yeah. her up to be like she, this person. She reminds me very much of my gram, like not so much where she was like constantly there and like knew my schedule and like all like to that extent or anything, but just like kind of judgmental a little bit. Um, like if you ever strayed from what she liked, she would point it out to you, like, immediately. Um, but, like, still somebody that you love, you know, I mean, yeah. regardless of her yeah. judgy ways, you still loved her. The character did not make the remake. Yeah, that's So, true. I mean, that's kind of yeah telling. All right, this lady. We could do these last two together, I think. Yeah, that's fine. I like yeah. Ver- Verbena. Verbena. I Verbena, think. the housekeeper. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. And I don't talk about people, but... <laughs> I'm not going to say a thing, but... Blah, 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 and blah, again, blah, blah. like, the remake... I, I word mean, for word. Yes! Like, the same sort of character. Just the one in the Jessie. remake was, like, younger... But still, like, same sort of thing where she'd be like, I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, she does. And then Hecky. He was kind of like the comparison in the new one to the butler, right? Is that kind of like who they replaced him with? I suppose, but the butler was with Annie in the new one. But, I mean, maybe, again, they kind of thought that she might have needed that extra. They just probably learned from this one. Yeah. But I think he did have a good... They needed. Yeah. Yeah. They're both really funny, though. And I like, so, um, Hecky is the one who goes on the camping trip with them in this one. And, again, like, his relationship with the girls is really sweet. How he's definitely always on their side. Um, he wants to laugh at their pranks, that is for sure. <laughs> so bear cubs looking at them. <laughs> They're harmless. <laughs> Bears. I will say, if I woke up to bear cubs licking my feet, I'd be a little scared, too. If it was just the cubs, it would be okay. As that long means as the you mom know what not. happened. <laughs> yeah, that means the mom, the, cub, the mom is close. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not good. But that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. Well, that's the main Not everybody, ones. but yeah, the majority. Yeah. Anybody want to move on to our favorite character and favorite scene? Sure. I actually think that Sharon is my favorite. Um, I think that, I think she has the harder job in this film of trying to, like, deter her dad from Vicky and um, kind of try to put a stop to that, like, before it starts. And I feel like we focus on Sharon a little bit more than Susan. Like, we don't see as much of Susan's interaction in Boston, I think, with the mom. It's, like, more so focused on Sharon and the dad. And because of that, like, I just go to her more with, I don't know, her story. Um, But then favorite scene is, I think that it is whenever Maggie and Susan are trying to catch a glimpse of Vicky for the first time. (laughs) Like, that whole interaction of, like, first of all, the fact that she, that Maggie showered and then, like, left her bra in the bathroom, leaves, and then the dad walks in, sees it, is really confused, goes into the bedroom, like, just as she leaves. Like, it's, 
it's all just set up so perfect where, like, they don't see each other, and then all of a sudden he sees her and is like, what is going on? Right, like, she's not subtle about it at all. She's like, I'm here. Yeah. Hello, remember me? (laughs) Yeah, I just, that entire interaction is just hilarious to me. I love it. Yeah, I'll go next if you, if it's all right. Um, I think that Maggie is my favorite character. I think she's a little bit more developed in this parent trap than in the remake, which I'm more familiar with. And I just feel like you learn to love her a lot more. Like even um, like her dad commenting about like her outfits. Like you can tell like she, she kind of goes through transport transformation too. like, obviously like the physical part is like her trying to like go on her a game to meet her ex-husband but I think it's, like, more than that. And I feel like she's just really developed and caring and kind. Um, and then for my favorite scene, I I like the classic let's get together dinner mm-hmm. scene. I had that song on a CD for so long that, like, you still heard them talk. And it gave the context of them eating the dinner and spaghetti and all of that stuff. But it wasn't until re-watching the movie now where like there's so much more to that scene than just like a catchy song it's like them setting it up as their first date and even like the other um hecky and Rubena being involved in it and it's just like i don't know i think that was like the push that like started things to actually go in yeah. their direction and it's just like sweet and iconic and when it came along i was like yes <laughs> Well, I'll go next because basically planning this, that was what I was going to say, too. I love Maggie. I just, I think it's because I love Maureen O'Hara, too. And just, like, seeing her transform and just going from prim and proper to just kind of, like, this is who I am as opposed to, like, this is who society and the world, like, thinks I should be type of thing and just follows her heart in that way. And I agree with everything Sarah said about the dinner scene, but the other scene I love is it's just so pretty them walking in the park when they're back home in Boston and they're just like walking together. And I just really like that scene. I just think it's so pretty. I don't know. Even though the production value isn't the highest, but for 1961, I was going to bring that up earlier. There are a lot of scenes where there's like the fake backdrop. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of like, it gives you that like nod to like, Oh yeah, this isn't, you know, the story's times, but it's like, Oh, this is how it is. But I don't know. That scene's just so pretty to me. I love their clothes. I love that picnic basket. I think it's all about the picnic basket is why I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Favorite character? I was going to say Verbena because she made me laugh. Because she's funny. Yeah, she was just like, not going to say this, but here's all the gossip. <laughs> but I also really like Susan because she, she's the spunkier one, yes? Mm-hmm. I'm getting them mixed up yeah. because of that. Um, Susan's the one originally from California. Yes. Um, favorite scene? I think it might be that, like, it's just really weird, like, her meeting her grandpa for the first time and, like, making that memory. Because yeah. I have such strong memories through smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually goes along with my grandpa as well, so it's just kind of funny. I just kind of relate Tobacco to it, I guess. peppermint? No. Oh. But his, his specific, <laughs> like, there's just a very specific smell that I, like, will associate with him. And, I uh, think about the very specific smell of Taylor Swift when I met her. <laughs> I think of the specific smell of my grandpa. It's my like grandpa. gasoline. 
and Sarah, you know what I'm talking it's about. Gasoline and cigarettes, yeah. Gasoline. So tobacco and peppermint's a little nicer, but still. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I guess I just relate to that. And it was like, it was a sweet moment that I think caught him off guard because obviously he thinks this is just his granddaughter he's known forever mm-hmm. um but he still like didn't really question it. he was just like okay like that's sweet yeah um yeah i like it least favorite if you have oh uh, least favorite character i actually really don't like vicky's mom i just feel like she is encouraging this situation um I love when to... Maggie thinks that her mom is her. Yes. <laughs> I always yes. wonder, like, I always wonder, did she do that on purpose? Oh, I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it even I think a bug match. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm not a fan of her because, first of all, she's encouraging Vicky to, to like, be that type of person who's going to go after somebody just for their money. And then also... She also makes me feel for Vicky for a moment whenever she is, like, trying to completely control, like, the wedding plans and all of that. And I'm just like, this is not your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I may not want this wedding to happen, but at the same time, like, this is not your wedding to plan. <laughs> so that kind of bothered me. So I'm not really a fan of her. But um, Plan your own fake wedding. Right. <laughs> I end... I feel like this is happening more often, but I don't really have a least favorite scene. I can't think of... I can't yeah. really think of one. It's okay. That That's good. Yeah. You want to go again? Or next sure, again? yeah. I'm trying to think of my least favorite character. I kind of... I'm not a big fan of Mitch the dad. Like, I know he has, like, lovable characteristics, but I feel like all of a sudden he gets, like, really harsh. Like, he even, like, spanks one of them, like, out of, like, frustration. Um, but I also am not crazy about, like, actually, I don't know. It's a mix between liking and not liking the, what do they call him who was going to marry them? Do they call him oh, a the pastor reverend, or a reverend? Yeah, he kind of, like, stuck his, like, nose in places that he kind of made me uncomfortable. And maybe yeah. that's why. Because he was, like, wanted to drink, and he was kind of... I don't know, that was, like, another, like, saucy thing to throw in there, like, promiscuous <laughs> reverend. Yeah. Um, a double bourbon. Whew. Right. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had a lot to deal with, but... Uh, but my least favorite scene is when it was strictly the adults, and um, Maggie was conniving against Vicky... Like, I almost felt like it was kind of out of character because I think she's playful and she's fun. But, like, I also kind of want her to be a little bit more like he loves me because he's always loved me and not because I'm, like, being rude about things. Like, I think I like it when, like, the girls are being sneaky. Yeah, but And, like, they're, yeah, like, I feel like I want to trust her and I feel like she's almost, like, it doesn't seem like mom I don't know like it was kind of like that was their games yeah I like that she knew about it and that she was confident about it but I wasn't crazy about like her stepping into that role of being sneaky I guess that's just like be me being a a little kid like thinking Mm -hmm. about you know moms (laughs) okay so I think my least favorite character has to be the camp people like (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I'm a teacher. How do you put two girls in like this isolation cabinet cabin who don't like each other? Like, I just feel like you're asking for some big issues. And I know it's a movie, but they didn't realize a lot of shenanigans that were going on. And I just have an issue with their punishment is you just have to be around each other. And they're strangers. And like, hey, you hate each other. Here you go. So I don't know. That's my least favorite character. And I, the scene I don't like is, I don't like the dress scene. Like, obviously that's just stuck in my head. I just feel like doing that to somebody would be so mortifying. I split my pants in seventh grade, so I get that. But to do that to somebody, it just like, it also makes me uncomfortable with like Haley Mills and everything. Like they're exposing her and like her integrity kind of like for a laugh. And it's, it makes me uncomfortable. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes sense. They could have done a lot of other pranks besides that. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of other pranks that did happen, yeah. Uh, my least favorite character, probably Vicky, just because she just gets under my skin. I don't like her face. I don't want to look at her. I don't like her hairdo. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like her hair. Um, and I don't know if I really have a least favorite scene either. I really enjoyed the whole thing. I know it was about to be over, and I was like, it's going to be over? Right. (laughs) It's two hours long. Yeah. Yeah, I I really liked it. What did you take away from it? Um, that even if, even if your relationship isn't working out, you should never separate your kids when they're young. You really shouldn't. Hey, Peter. I really don't think you should. (laughs) Sarah, you sound different all of a sudden. <laughs> I was supposed to make my voice deeper. That's true. The- <laughs> I just agree with you a lot that I get really passionate. <laughs> yeah, just don't don't do that to your kids. That's, <laughs> no, what, that's what I took away from it. <laughs> right, it's almost like a don't settle yeah. message. Yeah, like but because they were like they didn't want to work hard. To eat, like, one, be out of their norm. You know what I mean? Like, the parents, like, right. instead of just working through it. Because, obviously, they still love each other. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It, but, like, even besides, like, working together for themselves, like, why would you want to separate your children? I mean, like, for them, you can't even be cordial enough to, like, live close together so that... You can divide your children's time properly between the two of you. It just, it seemed, I don't know, it's bizarre. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also, like, don't let your past define you. Like, don't let, like, mistakes in the past let keep you from doing things that you want and, like, going for what you want. Yeah. Like, keep keep moving forward. Yeah, I like it. Sarah, did you have one, or did you kind of snowball off Meg's? Oh, yeah, I kind of snowball. I'm going to say true love prevails, and to trust your kids. Because kids just That's like, a big one. They just, like, know things, I swear. They have this intuition. I know everything. Because right. <laughs> you're a grown-up kid. You're a grown-up <laughs> kid now. <laughs> Still a kid. It's true. <laughs> just ask her. She'll tell you. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else to add before we sadly say goodbye to the parent trap? For now, till the remake. Are you guys going to do the um, sequels that are really awesome? We might on our Patreon. I think maybe um, on our Patreon we will. Magic Hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because those, I've only seen the one. 
with the Tom Selleck wannabe? I had no I have idea. Not there seen were. either of them. There's I didn't know they two and three. Yeah, I had no idea. Haley Mills is in one of them, but she's older. She might be in both, but I know she's in one. That's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely do those on Extra Magic Hours, which is going to pick up in January. Mm-hmm. In case anybody's curious. Yeah. We have plans. <laughs> you got lots going on. Yeah. We have plans. Yeah. So Podmas is a little treat. Um, a little makeup. And then January we got new platform for our Patreon. So yep. be on the lookout for that. I could have sworn there was something I wanted to say. But like, you know, I'm old and things just like leave my brain instantly. Sarah, did you well, find I know. anything in your notes? Sorry, go ahead. No, I think we talked about it all. I just remember Katie always says that she has such a bad memory. So now, whenever I see you, I'm going to, like, have a specific smell. Because I know that you're so into smells. There you go. That I'd be like, Katie, remember, this is our cucumber melon trip. <laughs> That's perfect. That would help a lot. <laughs> Very nose-oriented, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so very much. Yeah. For you're recording welcome. With us. Um, again, no thank problem. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being supers and recording twice with us. Thankfully, it wasn't the entire episode. Yeah, it, could, it wasn't yeah. too bad. Just the we didn't go too long. Yeah. We didn't even get into the actual movie. So. Yeah, true. All right. Forgiven. Well, I hope I get to come back again for oh, another yes. movie. You're more than welcome. To You're on the list. I know that you are. I gotta I look back at. I don't know how I think... long you have until your next one, <laughs> but you're definitely on the list. Yeah, okay. Sarah, look at the list. I think that your yeah. next one might be like Hercules or something ridiculously far out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll look at it. I'll have Peter look. It's like at thirty it. years from now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, so Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod and Facebook at Grown Up Kids a Disney Podcast. Also, you can join our Facebook discussion group where I've posted a document with our comprehensive list of movies that we're going to be watching along with the availability to be on the show. So if you check that list out and you see something open that you'd like to join us on, just comment on the post or email or message us and let us know which ones it is, and then I will get you on the list. Lastly, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grownupkidspod. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Nikki Wild Dog of the North ahead of tomorrow's Podmas episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids, grown up anyway.